I'm going to ask you to just um, look at Isaiah chapter 7 just for a moment. And I know that God's going to do something. Tell your neighbor, God's going to do something great in your life today. That one didn't hear you. Look at the next one. Look at someone next to you on the other side. Yeah. Isaiah chapter 7, verse number 11. Ask a sign for yourself. Ask a sign for yourself. Tell your neighbor, I'm sorry, but today's about me. Yeah, I have to get mine today. Ask a sign for yourself from the Lord your God. Make it as deep as Sheol or high as heaven. Skip down to verse 14, same chapter. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. I'm going to preach for the next three hours a message entitled, Here's Your Sign. Look at three people around you and say those words. Here's your sign. I was reminded of the guy that went over to his friend's house and he had just killed a deer and he had it mounted on the wall. And the guy walked in and he said, man, did you kill that deer? And he said, no, he just ran through the wall and stuck his head up there. Here's your sign. Look at someone else and tell them, here's your sign. You may be seated. God bless you. Let's get into the word today. I was praying this morning. And I don't know if you ever pray like this, but I, I pray like this. I said, Lord, just give me a sign. Has anyone else ever prayed that way? You just give us some kind of sign. Like, is it Luke Fickle or is it Venable? Or <laughs> just, just give us some kind of, just give us a sign really in life. Let's, let's make it personal here. You have been going through something in life and you say, Lord, just show me something. And I read that about pastors today because that's where pastors are in America. They don't really want to know what's next. They want to know what's now. Really, if you, if you talk to pastors and you hear their heart, they, they're not even worried about next year. They're worried about this Sunday. They want to know, Lord, what's going on right now? Just give me a sign, just, just a glimmer of hope. Let us know that everything is all right. I was praying like that this morning, and the Lord spoke to me and said, I have assigned to you the message of faith. I said, Lord, speak again. He said, you go to that church, and you build the faith of those people until they believe everything is going to be all right. Now I want you to jump on your feet. I know this is unusual. Jump up on your feet. Turn around. Turn around. Tell three or four people everything is all right. Everything is all right. Come on, tell them one more time till they believe it. Everything is all right. Now, look up toward heaven and just declare it in the atmosphere. Everything is all right. Amen. You may be seated. I feel that right there. So I chose to read this from the Message Bible, chapter 7, verses 10 through 16 from Isaiah. And before I do, I want to just give you a, 
a good look at this prophet. This prophet is unique because the prophet Isaiah is a prophet that understood everything from the rule of the kingdom to the reign of the kingdom to the region of the kingdom. Isaiah is the only prophet that saw both Jesus being born in Isaiah chapter 9. He saw him being crucified in Isaiah chapter 53. So Isaiah had this incredible prophetic telescopic lens to see the whole spectrum of Christ's life. Now in the precursor of Christ being born in chapter 7, he saw him being born in chapter 9. The word of the Lord came through Isaiah to King Ahaz. In verse 10 through the Message Bible says like this, God spoke again to Ahaz. And this time he said, ask for a sign from your God. Ask anything. Be extravagant. Ask for the moon. But the king said, I'd never do that. I'd never make demands like that on God. So Isaiah told him, then listen to this, the government of David. It's bad enough that you make people tired with your pious, timid hypocrisies, but now you're making God tired. <laughs> and he says these words, so the master is going to give you a sign anyway. He's going to give you a sign anyway. Watch for this. A girl who is presently a virgin will get pregnant. She'll bear a son and name him Emmanuel, God with us. By the time the child is 12 years old, able to make moral decisions, the threat of war will be over. Relax. Those two kings that you have so worried will be out of the picture. When I read that, I thought I heard the Holy Spirit say, there are things you've been worrying about that's about to be out of the picture. I'm going to say it again. I'm going to speak it into the atmosphere. Somebody going to get it. There are things that you have been worried about that is about to be out of the picture. So he says, I'm going to give you a sign anyway. Now let's define that properly. In the Hebrew, it means a distinguishing mark. The sign is a discerning, the discerning of a miracle. It's the presentation of the proof. That's what it means in Hebrew, the presentation of the proof. That's a sign. Webster defines it like this, something regarded as an indication of what is happening or what is going to happen. A sign is an indication of not just what is happening, but what is going to happen. So let me help you in regards to reading signs properly. Because many times we call something a sign from God that's not a sign from God at all. I'll give you an example. If you're on your job and your boss comes to you and he corrects you, because of your lack of productivity and your tardiness, that is not a sign that God is telling you to leave the job. That's a sign 
that you need to get it together. Some people are so busy looking for signs to use as an excuse to exempt them from responsibility. So you're in a relationship maybe called marriage and your spouse does something that you don't agree with and you've been waiting for an opportunity to say, there's my sign. I'm out of this marriage. Well, just because she did that, that's not a sign you're supposed to leave the marriage. That's a sign you both need to work on the marriage. So we are seeing signs, but we're not always reading the signs right. See, even Jesus operated in life by throwing indicators toward disciples. And there's an expectation from the Savior that the signals would register properly with his followers. You find this in John chapter 2, verse 11. This, the first of his signs, Jesus did at Cana in Galilee and manifested his glory, watch what it says, and his disciples believed in him. His first miracle was turning water into wine at a wedding feast. This scripture tells you why he did it. He did it not that they would have more wine, but that his disciples would see the sign and realize this is the Savior. When I read that today, I thought to myself, God, I believe that you are continually sending indicators and signals toward us to remind us that you can change anything at any moment. Is it a sign that you save the best for last? That's what the governor said. You usually bring out the best wine first, but you have saved the best for last. It's a sign. In that story, there's a sign that God always saves the best for last. Folks, let me help you. Right now, the church doesn't look like it's in first. It looks like we're in last. But I came by to tell you that in the end, the church is going to shine brighter than it's ever shined in its history because God saves the best for last. You're not the worst generation. You're the best thing God had to offer to this earth. Tell your neighbor, here's your sign. And just, just touch yourself right here. Tell him again, here's your sign. Now, if that's true, then the worst thing we can do is send wrong indicators. If God saves the best for last, then we cannot be throwing off signals like we are worried that God's not in control. The worst thing for us to do is to respond to the condition and circumstances we see going on in this nation and around this world by an attitude of doubt, bad attitude, mad at everybody, trying to fight somebody, always expressing opinions that's not godly. John chapter three, verse two, Nicodemus came to Jesus by night and said to him, Rabbi, we know that you have come from God as a teacher. Watch what he says. For no no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. All the way back to the Old Testament. 
Exodus chapter 3, verse 2. Moses, and he says, certainly, God speaks to Moses, I will be with you. And this shall be the sign to you, that it is I who have sent you. When you have brought the people out of Egypt, you shall worship God in this mountain. God said, here's your sign, Moses. I sent you, and you will bring these people out. Folks, let me help you. Do not ever get to a place in your purpose where you lose signal with God. Gideon, Gideon replied in chapter 6, verse 17, if now I've found favor in your eyes, give me a sign that it, it's really you that's talking to me. I just want to help you. Don't feel bad when you ask God for a sign. And I'm going to work on that for a little bit because already that registers in you in a way that makes you kind of have a check, like, wait a minute. Watch this. Jonathan said these words. If the enemy says to us, come up to us, we're going to go after him because that's our sign that the Lord has given them into our hand. If the enemy says we're ready to fight, that's not a sign we're going in the wrong direction. It's a sign we're going in the right direction. Some of you are fighting things you never fought before. And you're thinking this can't be God. And it's a sign to you that it is God. Because the enemy is not going to sit idly by and let you enjoy all the luxuries and promises that God has afforded you. He's going to fight you. The fight is the signal. The old saints used to say, if you're not running head on with the devil, then it's a sign you're walking side by side with him. Are y'all with me? Psalm 86, verse 17, David prays, God, give me a sign of your goodness that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me, and you, Lord, have comforted me. I'm going to read that again with a bit more conviction. David prayed, give me a sign of your goodness. Just show me a sign that my enemies may see it and be put to shame. For you, Lord, have helped me and you have comforted me. I dare you to lift your hand and just shout, Lord, give me a sign. Give me. Now, some of you are convicted about saying it already. And I'm going to read to you why you feel a little bit of conviction about praying like that. Because Matthew 16, 4 says these words. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. And there shall no sign be given unto it but the sign of Jonah. Let's get this right. For those of you who say we should not be looking for signs. I'm going to read it again. A wicked and adulterous generation seeks after a sign. Watch what Jesus said. There's no sign that's going to be given other than the sign I've already shown you. Did y'all just hear that? Don't ask for another sign. <coughs> I already gave you the sign. Now this is concerning his resurrection. Y'all are on page with me, I'm assuming. Now watch this. There's a difference in seeking a sign and seeing a sign. There's a difference in demanding a sign and discerning a sign. 
when you seek signs and signs is all you're after, you exempt yourself from the need of a savior. Because you begin to operate off of signs and not sovereignty. Some of you are asking for another sign and you didn't obey the, the last sign. And it's been so long that you think there are no signs. And God is still waiting for you to follow the last sign. Lord, I've seen people in what I call enabling relationships where someone's being abusive to another person. Let's just hypothetically say a man is beating a woman. Now, you know, you don't act like that's foreign because that really happens. Okay, and so she goes, Lord, just give me a sign. She got a black eye, a swole lip, a knot on the side of her head, and she's praying, God, give me a sign. God didn't have to give you a sign. Knucklehead gave you a sign. Sometimes you don't have to ask God for a sign. Life itself provides you with a sign. Well, I'm going to marry him. He ain't got no job. Then you marry him and you say, Lord, just give me a sign that he's going to get a job. And he's been applying for the last 10 months. There's your sign. Are y'all hear what I'm saying to you? We blame everything on God. And God didn't have anything to do with it. It was you. Lord, if you run around here looking for signs all the time, you're going to lose your mind. But God will just show you stuff. When it comes to seeking, Jesus only said, seek one thing. Seek ye first. The kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all these things shall be added unto you. You don't have to look for a sign for this and a sign for that. If you seek the kingdom first, he'll provide you with a sign that will show you the way to have everything you never enjoy. Now, why, why are signs so important? Because signs instruct you. If you ignore the signs, you'll miss your exit. Y'all just missed that. If you ignore the signs, you will miss your exit. You know what happens when you miss the exit? You got to travel further down the miserable road you own to get to the next exit to make a U-turn to come all the way back to where he told you to exit. God has told some of you to exit some relationships and he gave you the sign and you, did, and you missed it. 
I remember one time I was enduring life. I know none of you have ever been through that. You've enjoyed your whole life. But there are seasons you endure life. And I was in that season. And I had a man of God fly down to visit me. He walked into my house and he said, what's wrong with you, Ricky? I said, how dare you? I said, what are you talking about? He said, God gave you an exit and you didn't take it. You have nothing to prove. The next time he shows you the exit door, walk through it. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? Are you listening? Because I missed the moment, I had to walk through a longer period of time because that exit door wasn't available at all times. It closed. If you ignore the signs, you not only miss your exit, you miss your entrance. There are things that God will try to get you into. Opportunities, relationships, resource. And you sit there guessing. I'm not sure. Well, why did you pray about it? You prayed. God gave you the sign. This is it. And then you're like, I don't know if that's it or not. Don't miss the signs by ignoring the opportunities. Good preaching, Pastor Rick. A sign not only tells you, gives you direction, it gives you distinction. It doesn't only tell you where to go, it tells you what it is. When the angel came to visit Mary in Luke chapter 2, in verse 12, he said, this will be a sign to you. He's speaking to the shepherds. You will find a baby wrapped in clothes and lying in a manger. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby lying. Boy, I could preach this all day long. You will find a baby lying in a manger wrapped in clothes. Here's the problem. The sign seems like it should say the baby would be in the palace. If they miss the sign, they're going to be in the corridor of a castle while the king is laying in a manger in a stable. When you miss the sign, the sign is not already, always what's prettiest. The sign is not always what is luxurious. You could be in the wrong place living with stuff that looks good all around you. And ultimately, you're going to miss what God has assigned to you. Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son, and you shall call his name Emmanuel. Now, I'm going to preach this last part, and we're going to be done. Watch this. Here's the sign. And this is what God told me to tell you in prayer this morning. Something that has been impossible is about to happen. And this is where God started giving me hope. 
This is where God started building my faith. Because in reality, being transparent with you, that stat I read to you about pastors, I don't know one pastor that's not dealing with that. Not one. Not one that's not having to address those issues. Not one. And after reading that and praying, God spoke to me and said, I'm about to make something possible that has been impossible. Are y'all hearing me? Watch this. A virgin shall become pregnant. When you read the language of, and I'm skipping a lot of this message, when you read the language of the angel to Mary, here's what he says. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. I hope you receive this. With God, nothing shall be impossible. In other words, if you want the sign, bring me something that has been impossible. Boy, I know that just went right over your head, but I'm going to say it again. The sign doesn't rest in what is possible. If it's possible, you don't need a sign. But if it's impossible, you need a sign. Impossible means cannot be done because something is too weak or something does not have the strength or something does not have the power or something does not have the ability. A sign for you is bring me an impossible situation. Oh, Lord, some of you are facing some stuff that has been so long in the condition that it is currently in, be it your marriage, be it your health, be it your finances, be whatever it may, that you've decided, okay, I'm going to have to live like this because this seems to be impossible. What are you asking, Pastor Rick? Bring it to God on this day and he's going to give you a sign that what has been impossible is about to be possible. At one point, Jesus looked at them and said, this with man, this is impossible, but with God, all things are possible. Do this with me. All things are possible. Come on. With God, all things are possible. With God, this nation can turn around. With God, your health can turn around. With God, your finances can turn around. With God, your purpose can be activated. With God, this problem will leave your life. With God, your kids will get saved. With God, your spouse shall be born again. With God, this nation will have revival. With God, people will come back to the Lord. With God, all things are possible. With God. You are able to bear calamities and trials with fortitude and patience. With God, you are able to do something that you were not previously able to do. I'll end it right here. Mark 9, 23. Jesus said unto them, here's the key. Are y'all ready? 
If you can believe, all things are possible to him that believes. In other words, if you don't believe, there ain't no sign going to convince you. But if you can believe, God will start dropping down indicators. He will start dropping down signals. He will start dropping down. Sometimes God will show you an indicator through someone else that you thought their situation was impossible just to get your faith built back up. What polarizes signs from no signs is unbelief. Here's where the enemy has attacked. And I know you guys are going to fully concur to this. Here's what the enemy has attacked more than anything in the last two years. Are you with me? Faith. Come on in this building here. Faith. Because so and so wasn't healed. Because this didn't happen. Because this pandemic went on. Because all this stuff. Because this nation is crazy. People are losing faith. You know why people are leaving church? You only leave church when you lose faith. Y'all not hearing me. People are leaving because they losing. Too much loss caused you to start doubting and wondering and and God, I heard God very clearly say, I'm about to drop a big sign right in front of my people to let them know all you have to do is believe. All things are possible to him that believes. Some of you have lost your faith and I came by to tell you, get your faith back. Believe God for something big. Believe God for something ridiculous. Believe God for something crazy. Believe God to turn it around when it looks like it will never turn around. Look at your neighbor and tell him, believe God. All things are possible to him that believes not some things, but all things. Whatever thing you need, believe God for it. Tell your neighbor, here's your sign. Now, why is God going to do it for you? Because he's going to make you a sign for other people. God just needs one somebody that will dare to believe him. Because if he can get it to you, he can get it through you. And now you become a sign. Everybody knows what's happened in your life, but you still got your praise on. You still got your power. You still got your purpose. You still got potential. And somebody is just looking for somebody that will be a sign that everything. Oh, I'm not done with you. I'm just warming you up because I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I hear the sound of the abundance of rain. I see a prophet on a mountain looking at a servant saying, go up on top of that mountain and tell me what you see. And seven times he comes back and he says, I see nothing. Two times, I see nothing. Go back the third time, I see nothing. 
Butch, when you hear nothing enough, you start believing nothing. Nothing, but not this man of God. This man of God says, no, I might not see it, but I hear it. I hear faith come by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I hear it even though I don't see it. And today, you're going to start hearing it in your spirit. He sent him back the fourth time. He came back. He said, I see nothing. Five times. I see six times. I see nothing. He said, go back one more time. On the seventh time, he went up, he came back. What did you see? The servant said, I see something. I see a sign. I don't see rain, but I see the sign of rain. I don't see production, but I see a hand. I don't see the manifestation, but I see a cloud that looks like a man's hand. He said, gird up your loins and tell tell Ahab to get ready to run because I hear the sound of the abundance. We've been seeing nothing for two years, but Pastor Rick came by to tell you, I hear something. I don't see a thing, but I hear something. And now I see a sign. God is about to show you a sign that rain is on its way. All he wants you to do is keep looking, keep waiting, keep praying, and keep believing. I double dog dare you to give him a praise like it's starting to rain. With God, with God, with God, with God, with God. Don't leave God now. Don't leave God out. With God. Shout it. With God, with God, with God, with God. All things, all things, all things are possible to him that believes. Take 30 seconds and give God a praise like you know that the sign. I prophesy to you that this week you're going to see something. You might not see it all, but this week I'm going to prophesy to somebody who will believe. This week you shall see something. I'm only prophesied to those who believe God that this week, Jeff, we're going to see something. We might not see everything. We might not see it all. But we're going to see. Tell your neighbor this week, Vicki, I'm going to see something that's going to give me hope. I'm going to see something that's going to make me believe again. I'm going to see something that's going to make me want to keep on keeping up. I'm going to see. Throw your hands up and say, Lord, show me something. 